Hello, my randoms. How are you? I pray that everyone is having the most amazing week. And if for some reason you feel that you are not, I pray by the end of this message, you are able to find a sweet spot. All right, my friends, you know what time it is. Go ahead and grab your supplies. Get a pen and paper. Come on, take some notes. Take some notes. Okay, grab a friend because Karen is sharing. Bring some snacks. Come on over here to the corner where we have our most potent conversations on Nina's Random Corner. Y'all ain't here. Good. Everybody's accounted for. Have a seat. Put the chains on the door. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing, but I don't want nobody to get up. Don't check out. Go ahead and sit through this entire um, message because I'm telling you the way it blessed me. I know in my spirit it's going to bless you. You in? I know you would be. So I want to, I know that we've been in the vein of talking about the different characters in the Bible. Um, if you haven't catch any of the prior episodes, I'm going to ask you to go and um, backpedal after this because they are informative. It's good that we allow God's um, word to not only um, give us encouragement, but also give us structure, to also give us visuals of what we should or should not be living our life as, right? And the best thing for me is a story because I love a good story. And if you know anything about the word, it is full of stories. Amen. Listen, y'all, we've talked about Abraham and we've talked about Hagar and Ishmael. But today I want to spend just a little bit of time with brother Lot. Okay, you can find Lot in Genesis. You can also find Lot in Peter. And it's important that you go back after you find Lot in Genesis and that you recycle and read Brother Peter's word because Brother Peter called Lot a righteous man. It was important for me to say that to you in the very beginning because if we only take and contest um, the stories in Genesis that reflect Lot, Listen, Lot, Lot, Lot wasn't Lotting. <laughs> Lot wasn't Godin. Okay, he was doing what he wanted to do. So I want you to avoid being like Brother Lot because God wants us to do more than the drift through life. Um, focused on what is best for us. Just dang, really, just really willy nilly. You ever heard that word willy nilly? Let me tell you a few things about Lot. Lot was a successful businessman. Like wherever Lot um, went to do business, he always produced. He was a successful business man, right? Um, but there's something that you should know about Lot. There's something you should know. One of his weaknesses is that when he was faced with the decision, listen, y'all, when he was faced with the decision, he tended to put off deciding, right? And then he would choose the easiest course of action. Let me give you an example. When they went to him, first of all, he shouldn't have been over there by Solomon Gomorrah. Let's be clear about that. Brother man went and made his camp real close to Solomon Gomorrah and he wasn't even supposed to be over there. So he chooses to do things that are most convenient for him, but not things that align up with what God has ordered or instructed for him. How many things in your life do God give you clear instructions of do or don't, but you try to tip your toe in and think that even if you just um, uh, ride the line that you still being okay with God. But let me tell you how that worked out for brother Lot. Because Brother Lot went on over there and he was living in turmoil, living in Solomon Gomorrah. He was living so close to there that his, it says that his spirit was unrest, right? His spirit was just restless there because he was living there witnessing all of the things. But you would think that he would leave. Hmm. 
Anyhow, watch this. Even when the angels came in to rescue him and his family, because remember, he was favored. Abraham had asked, God, please spare, right? And God says that I will not um, um, burn up a righteous man in Solomon and Gomorrah. So, you know, he was like, I'm going to send my, send, uh, my angels. Boom, they went to go get Lot. But y'all, even though they done told Lot this place is about to be destroyed, even though this place is against your God's will, Lot, they still had to grab Lot by his hand and pull him and make him come. They had to make him leave Solomon and Gomorrah, right? And the crazy part is Lot had a weakness and a mistake of when given a choice, his first reaction is always thinking of himself. He was a very self-motivated person, right? Some people simply drift through life. Their choices, right, when they can muster up the will to choose, they tend to follow the course of least resistance. Is that you? Is that you? You you really don't like to make any hard decisions. And when you do have to decide, you want to go with whatever is the easiest. Come on, easy riders. Don't be like Brother Lot. Do not be like Brother Lot, okay? This is the thing. While Lot was really young, he he lost his father, okay? And although, you know, that probably was really, really hard on him, um, he was left with some really strong role models in his life. His grandfather was there, his uncle Abram, who raised him, right? So regardless of what you've been dealt, what your life was like, I don't care if you was adopted, I don't care if you was abandoned, come on now. God has given you some people in your life that what look to the people of God, right? What are they, what what are the people around you, right? I know somebody done came to you and be like, girl, that ain't right, sir. Don't do that, right? Who is in your life that God is giving you great role models and reputation, you know, um, representation of how you should be living your life, okay? It's funny because, um, how can I say this? By the time we stopped really um, hearing about Lot's story, his life had took a significant ugly turn. One thing that I learned about the story of Lot, that God will rescue you. God will show you favor, but there God will let the course of what you have done take its place. Lot um, fled from Solomon and Gomorrah. Let me take you there real quick. He fled from Solomon and Gomorrah. Remember God said, do not look back or you'll be turned to a pillar of, uh, of salt. Remember his wife looked back. That's a whole nother podcast. She had a little doubt up in her. She wasn't really believing, right? Her body was removed from Solomon and Gomorrah, but her heart was still there. That's why she turned to uh, a pillar of salt. But the crazy part is they gave him clear instructions on where to go and still in his resistance still in his reluctancy to be obedient fully obedient he still chose to go to a desolate place when he went to this place y'all it was a place of isolation he ended up becoming drunken he ended up um sleeping with both of his daughters his daughters had sons and his sons ended up uh, um being turmoil to two nations they were two nations that were always at odds with each other. It's crazy. 
What is happening in your life, my friend, that you need to really make some choices and decisions and choose to follow God, regardless of the resistance that the world is going to give you, regardless of the resistance that the flesh is going to give you, right? There's some things in your life that you got a lot spirit upon you, right? You got that lot spirit upon you. Let me give you a key verse. It says, when he hesitated, the man grasped his hand and the hands of his wife and of his two daughters and led them safely out of the city for the Lord was merciful to them. The Lord will always, right, hold his covenant. He will always hold his word because his word never comes back void. But what are you hesitating to where you're not accepting the hand of God? Come on now. You're not accepting the assistance of God. You are uh, reluctant to choose to be different. Let me give you one more thing, one more key point about Lot. When um when the angels came to the city to save Lot that night, Lot took them to his house to to feed them, to wash their feet, right? And then the people of Solomon and Gomorrah, they came, they was coming to do some nasty too. The, the angels. I'm just being real. They weren't coming to be right. They was coming to do some unrighteous things to um, these angels. They like, let them visitors that y'all got up in there out of there. Right? Let them out. Okay? Let them out. And Lot had to go out there and stand and be like, no. Right? Like, you can't have them. He even was like, you can take my daughters, but you can't take these men of God. Right? He understood the, the sacred um, see of those two angels that came in here. But this is the part I wanted to get to because this is what's really important. That that was not the total of it. Watch this. This is where I'm going. When Lot had to go after the angels, he saved the angels. So, they, the, you know, the people couldn't come in there. He go back in there with them. And they're like, go tell your family because in the morning we leave because we're going to destroy this. This is what the angels say. Okay. And so he go to tell his son-in-laws like, hey, we got to go. And they laughed at him. They mocked him. And I could never understand. I thought maybe that was their own, that was their own despise. But let me tell you, the way that you live, you role model or you represent how you really feel about the Lord. So if you want people around you to start taking you serious in your walking and what you believe in God, then you're going to have to really start walking in it. You're going to really have to make yourself be disconnected because Lot went into Solomon Gomorrah and he never stood up. He really just blended in. He really just tucked his tail and he lived. So people couldn't understand how he was going to come in and try to tell them that what they're doing is wrong. And he looking at it and living and being a part of it every day. What is happening in your life and around you with people around you that you are, you may not be a part of it, but you don't say nothing. So they think you with it. Okay. Y'all I'm a gone. Cause I don't want to hold you too long. And I got one more person. I want to talk to you about real, 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 real quick. There was someone else in Genesis named Laban and Laban is important. He's significant to remember because he actually was, um, the father of the wives of Jacob. Y'all with me? Y'all with me? Okay. Because he had to go, um, Jacob had to go and um, get his wives from Laban. But he really had to go because he had caused so much turmoil in his house. Him and his mama had been lying and he had took his bro his oldest brother's birthright. And again, that's a whole nother podcast, but we're going to stay focused. I want to talk to you about Laban because um, Jacob was sent to Laban basically to be uh, under his refuge so that he could not be murdered by his brother. He also needed a wife. Laban knew this. So watch this. 
this this character is to help you understand that everybody got a little selfishness in them. Everybody is selfish, even when you think that you're not. That's why it is really important for you to ask God to show me myself and help me, God, be better. Help me have a heart of repentance. So whatever I am doing, even if I feel like it's right, God, if it's not right in your eyes, let me see better. Let me give you some pointers about LeBran, though. Because um, some of us are particularly accomplished at being selfish. Because LeBan was accomplished. He was well um, awarded in the selfish state. And why do I say that? Because his whole life was um, stamped with self-centeredness. Like his chief, his chief goal in life was basically to look out for himself, right? The way he treated others was controlled by that goal right now watch this because there's some people that have been hurt so much that they got this me against the world attitude thank you holy spirit and they believe that they got to stand up and they really in this and it's them right it's me i gotta look out for me i gotta do me right and 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 when you have that type of mindset watch this it is going to control how you handle every situation in your life, right? This this is what's crazy. Laban, he made profitable arrangements for his sister, um, Rebecca, to marriage, marry Isaac. Y'all remember that? Because Laban was also Rebecca's daddy, okay? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Rebecca's brother. Laban was Rebecca's brother. So remember, Laban was the one that when Isaac came, when, when, when the servant, Eliezer, went to go find a wife for Isaac, he had made that deal. But even remember, Laban tried to play him because remember, it was his time to leave. And he was like, ah, don't leave now. And he had to basically tell him, don't, don't delay me. So Laban has been full of, he has been full of self motives and he does them in the slightest way like he seemed like he's bargaining like he seemed like he's like hey I'm doing this for you and me we both gonna benefit but the but the key motive behind anything he did was self-gain all right because not only did he do that listen Jacob came and he was like okay work for me and I'll give you my um I'll give you my my younger daughter I'll give you um my daughter's hand of marriage right and uh he was in love with her he jacob jacob loved um laban's younger daughter he loved her right he was like i will work seven years in your field if you will give me her hand i'll do that with no problem and worked it y'all why he worked them seven years and laban gave him the oldest daughter Y'all, let me, let me just go to a little part because I like to laugh a little bit. And the Bible made sure to let you know that the oldest daughter couldn't even see, right? The oldest daughter wasn't that pretty and her eyesight was bad, right? He knew what he was doing. And so then when he he, he sent the, the, the wife in there, the, the oldest, he sent the oldest in there. And so Jacob didn't even know. Jacob thought he was sleeping with um um with the the younger daughter. He got up the next morning and realized that it was the uh, older daughter. He asked LeBan, like, what did you do? What did you do? Man, like you betrayed me. I worked for you for seven years, right? Some of you will renege on your word. You're not honorable on your word. You're not honorable. You think just because you're doing a favor for somebody that they owe you, 
right? Where's your heart of servitude? He didn't even understand that Jacob, watch this, was a favored man. He was favored under the eyes of God. Everything that Jacob needed, God rightly provided for him. All the way down to when um, he needed a sheep, he needed sheep. God made sure that he had the strongest and the best sheep, right? Now, what Laban could have done was recognize what God had sent him and reap the full benefits of God. But all he got was little small crumbs of what Jacob was uh, um, dropping off of what God was giving. He didn't realize until the very end of their dealing, Jacob and him, that basically he had fumbled the ball. Let me show y'all. Some of y'all are in a season where you have people around you where they are overly favored by God. Come on, stay with me. They came into your life to help you come out of the place and the things that you are, whether it's selfishness or whatever have you, but you are so used to doing and looking out for you that you gonna miss the hand and the movement of God. So much, and let me see, because you might be thinking, I'm not selfish. Let me ask you something. Do you, my friend, have a problem truly admitting when you are wrong in a situation. Come on, y'all Y'all thinking too too broad. I want you to dig in. There's some, some situations that you done had with somebody and you probably didn't even feel like you was wrong, but when it came down to it, you was wrong, right? And then at the end of it, you just wanted to let bygones be bygones or you just chose never to speak to them again or you just chose to leave it where it was because you didn't want to go to them and say, hey, I was wrong. Please accept my forgiveness. Let me tell y'all what LeBan did and I don't want y'all to be like Laban. In my last few minutes, this is what Laban did. He went and caught up with Jacob because Jacob took off and left. And he was like, hey, dude, why you leave? Why you leave? You know what I'm saying? You just took off in the middle of the night. You didn't even tell me you was going. What's up with that? And Jacob was like, you know what? I just, in, in a nutshell, I'm paraphrasing y'all. You're not an honorable man and I knew you would have did something. So I had to go ahead and go. Right. But this is crazy. Before they had that conversation, Laban was asleep. Didn't God come to him in his dreams? And he said, don't you say nothing out the way to Jacob. Watch your tongue when you talk to Jacob. Come on now. God has his hand and covering over his people and he will stand up for his people. But what he did right there was chastise LeBron and LeBan and tell him that he was wrong. That was that chastising. That don't say nothing left or right to Jacob was that was God telling him you wrong. Don't go watch your tongue. And even knowing that, you think he went and apologized? No. He said, shake my hand and agree that we won't have no more issues. You won't come my way. I won't come on your way. I'm going to stay out your way. You're going to stay out mine. Deal? And that was that. And he was content with that. He was content with that. But this is the thing. Those who set out to use people will eventually find themselves being used. Hmm. How many of you feel like people are always using you? Then I ask you, my friend, huh, who you using? God's plan can never be blocked. So when God's presence, when God's people is around you, you better humble yourself. Practice a, a heart of humility because there is nothing you can do to block what God says. Amen. All right, y'all. Those were two amazing people, two amazing characters in the Bible that we could take a lot of meat from. But if I had to summarize it, I'm going to tell you like this, right? Number one, you need to choose today who you decide to serve and then be firm on it. Choose today. 
Quit going willy-nilly, just living through life. You see what's happening in front of you every day. You see the turmoil that this world is under, the war, the famines, the brothers killing brothers, sister killing sisters, mama killing um, um, children, daddy killing mama. You see it. And yet you reject God, right? You listening to this podcast, so it's something in you that's itching for God. Choose today. Don't be like Lot. Don't be like Lot. Because even if you decide later, everything that you're doing now in the way, you still got to take. You still got to live it. So watch your sin. Watch this. And don't be like Laban. Remove the selfishness up off of your back. Ask God to search you and show you the things in you that have rooted down so deep you don't even recognize them. Ask God to show me what I can't see. Amen. All right, y'all, I don't went 13 seconds over my over my time. So I'm going to go ahead and end this here. I thank you for tuning in. I thank you for supporting Nina's Random Corner. I thank you for um, supporting God's word, right? Because God's word um, is <laughs> the business. It never come back void. It's something that we can stand on. It's something that we can um, combat this world with. So I thank you for allowing me to... Um, pour out um, God's revelation to you. Follow me on Facebook, Nina Lewis, Nina's Random Corner. Um, Follow me on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. I'm out here. Support your girl. Um, And that way you'll get different contents of ministry, different words. Um, um, We go live on Facebook. uh, We do reels um, at least three times a week. So it's a great place to be encouraged and a great place to fellowship. Um, Share this podcast, if you will, with somebody, especially if it blessed you. You never know who is in need of a good word, right? I love you all and I'll see you next week. Peace.